0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode two hundred and fifty-five of the Co-op Podcasts. I'm your host, Rich Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary Acewaybe. How's it going, Gary?
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm doing good. Happy Sunday. How are you, Rich?
0: Doing pretty good, and uh, yes, happy Sunday to everybody as well. Uh, we're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana?
2: Hey, everyone. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just dealing with bad technology. I'm, I'm I'm very happy to be here.
0: Sounds good. We understand technical issues. We've had quite a few, so
2: yeah, everything's fine.
0: <laughs> Yes. So uh, we will not be joined by Mr. Lugo today, as well as Mr. Max Muller, because they have a couple other things that they have going on that they had to work on. But they will be back in the future for sure. You can uh, guarantee that. Um, but yes, as for this week in news, there's been quite a bit of things to talk about regarding all types of topics. So we have a lot to get into. But before we do that, obviously, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So uh, Dana, do you want to go first and let us know what you've been playing?
2: Um, sure. I have been finishing up on Incredibles 2. It's kind of boring. It's a little bit whack. It's not as great as I thought it would be. Um, I think that they could have been a bit, um, a bit original with the game. You know, yes, I understand that it's based on the movies, but at the same time, the spirit of Legos is that they tend to go off on their own adventure. You know, be fun. Like if you was to look at the previous uh, Lego Dimensions, or if you was to look at the other Lego games, which name is escaping me, they did one recently that included like all of. The um, the Mar- Marvels. It was sorry. It was um, Marvel superheroes two and even one. You know how you go off on your own adventure and you do your own side thing and like there's a huge map and you're able to just interact with the world. It's not so much that you can do that here, so it's kind of like really unfortunate. But I've been finishing that, and it's been okay, just a, a regular okay. And I did some Candy Crush along the way. I know people hate mobile, but crushing some candy, and, and I'm looking forward to the New Japan pro wrestling game that's coming to mobile, which I know Richard hates because he hates mobile.
0: Oh, no. I, I'm i totally on board with mobile. So that's Adam, who you must have think uh, says he doesn't like mobile.
2: Huh.
0: <laughs> All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay, Gary. So uh, we're going to move on to you next. How about you let us know what you have been playing, and also – let us know what you think of this new Overwatch character.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's convenient because that's pretty much the only game I played this week. Um, is Overwatch, of course. And um, yeah, uh, besides, I'll get to the new character in a sec. But they also reworked uh, one of the other characters and they added a lot of new features to the game too. So um, Symmetra has been completely reworked and she works differently uh Previously, she was kind of she was like a support character who built teleporters and shields and turrets and stuff. And she still kind of does that. But you can use her teleporter um, a lot more than you could before, because before the teleporter was her ultimate ability. But now it's like a regular ability that and it's on a timer now. Um, so it, it can only be used a certain amount of time. Um, and they've given her like a new ultimate, which is a giant shield barrier that goes across the map and nobody can shoot through it on the enemy team. So that's going to be a huge advantage, um, you know, to, to people on, on her team and everything. Uh, they've also added some new features like looking for group because there was a lot of complaints about the competitive mode because if you try to group up with friends and play, it would put you against harder, like higher ranked people because you were in a group because they wanted to ensure that it was fair and everything. But now they've added a looking for group, which um, essentially is supposed to stop people from, or it's well not stop people from, but like it's supposed to um, help people who only like to play one character or one class because people see those kind of characters as a liability before. Because you know, if you can only play one type of hero Then it means you're, you're unable to switch up When the situation demands it But now with the looking for group ability You can say, look, I only want to play this support class And I only want to play this one character And it will match you with a group of people Who are looking particularly for someone who plays that So that's solving a lot of problems right there And it's making the competitive scene um, A lot more easier on people and the new competitive season just started today as well So uh, that's cool um, uh, Hopefully I'll get to play it at some point And see what rank I get when I when I go on there But um, yeah As for the new character The new character is called Hammond And he is a hamster I'm sure everyone saw the pictures He looks kind of cute and everything um, And he's basically He's got like a giant wrecking ball Slash mech and he's a tank character. And yeah, like he basically swings all around the map and shoots and all kinds of stuff. Um, I haven't actually got to play him yet because he's only in the PTR, which is the public test region. Um, so it's like a separate portion of the game that you have to download. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't be bothered to, to get two versions of the game. So, um, yeah, I haven't played him yet, but I'll, I'll wait till he releases in the game. But I have, you know, all my Overwatch buddy buddies and stuff like that tell me that he's actually a good character and he's not cheap. You know, he's not, uh, he's not one of the cheesy characters where it's easy to spam his attacks and everything. There is actually some skill involved in using him. So that's pretty good because whenever there's a character like that, that involves skill, it's, uh, everybody always wants to see what it's going to be like in Overwatch League when the pros finally play the character. So uh, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to see how it affects the pro scene and you know, uh the all the Overwatch League teams and everything. But um yeah, it seems like a cool character so far. Can't wait to play him. Um but that that's pretty much it as far as what I played.
0: That's cool. That sounds good. Um yeah, I thought the character was interesting when I saw it. It's very really, yeah, it made me laugh. So uh I'm looking forward to seeing more. Uh, people playing as this character and what he can actually do in that the actual gameplay footage, but we'll see about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, some people were complaining because it's a hamster and they don't want to shoot it or something. So.
0: <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's in the wrecking ball machine though, right? So he can't get shot directly, correct?
1: Well, yeah, I guess not. I guess not technically, but uh, he can he can be damaged, so. <laughs> But they all, they already have a giant talking gorilla in there as well, so which is Winston.
0: So you know. Oh yeah, I remember and, that. I remember him from the, uh, the little shorts they had, the cinematic short they had.
1: Yeah, uh, basically they were in the same experimentation lab together. So like whatever experiments they did on Winston to make him talk and everything like that, they also did to Hammond, and he shared a cell next to uh, Winston and uh this is what's cool about overwatch cuz they they tease characters months in advance and like there was actually a part of one of the levels that had uh little teasers leading up to hammond's actual uh re- reveal like if you went into a certain cell on the horizon map you could see a lot of clues that told that that would tell you what the character was and that you know that it was actually the next character that was coming out and stuff like that so that's what's cool about overwatch all the little easter eggs and stuff
0: that's cool yeah that sounds good gotta check it out at some point maybe maybe we'll see so um as for what i have been playing i really have only been playing uh one game and i haven't really been playing too much of it i've played just enough of it but i, I definitely have to play more of it when we end today's show and that is the crew too um so let me just go ahead and get out a few complaints out the way right now. Uh, I know that the original crew game had an issue with the aspect ratio. Pretty much whenever you start up the game and you start to play, some of the menu might get clipped and you can't quite see everything on your screen. So you would either have to adjust it, you know, adjust the setting on your TV or like adjust it with the actual console settings. So I have experienced that. And I will say right now that... um that was very annoying because, you know, of every game that I have played so far this year and before that, I've never really had to do any of that, uh, any of that stuff, so having to adjust that at the very beginning was very annoying, um, but, you know, for those that are looking for a workaround, just know that there are fixes out there. You know, there's a lot of documentation out there, and Ubisoft on their blog, it does tell you how to fix that, so just be aware of that. As for the game itself, I mean, there's quite a bit of things to do, but... One thing I have to say is that this game, it feels to me like it's a chore getting through most of it. You know, you can do different things. Like, you know, you can race in cars, you can fly, uh, and you can also use the boat and do the boat races, stuff like that. But a lot of this stuff, I mean, it feels like it's okay. It's not quite as fun. I mean, it's, like I said before, it's a chore to get through most of this stuff. You know, and I think when you're playing a game and you feel as though... It's just like it takes a toll on you Where you really don't really care about it too much That is a little bit of a problem Now with that said it's not a horrible game It's still there are elements about it that are good You know you ride around you do activities And it is open world Similar to how Forza Horizon is But honestly if you was to ask me Right now what is going to be The best racing game of this year Without hands down it is Forza Horizon 4 There's no competition There's nothing even remotely close to that I thought the crew 2 was going to be that because I initially saw it the gameplay last year. I had to get a chance to play it at PAX West last year and everything about it seemed like it was great. You know the demo that they had, you were able to transition between different vehicles, so on and so forth. But now having gotten my hands on the actual finished product, it's uh I mean it's it's good, but it's just it, it, this is not something that is going to be at the same level of a Forza Horizon game, which is unfortunate. But with that said, so far what I played, you know, the cars look good. The graphics are okay. When you do the races, you know, it's very, very challenging in some instances. You know, you know how in like a game like Forza Horizon where you can, you know, try to go back and rewind to something that you did, try to, you know, redeem yourself. You can't really do that in this game. So if you miss a turn and you hit something, you may just completely go off course and just all hope that you have of getting back into the race is completely diminished um so kind of some of that is a little a little annoying in certain aspects but it does force you to get better you know you may have to replay certain tracks to finally get in within the top three because some of the objectives require you to get in the top three of racing so some of that stuff is 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 in there and it's it's pretty good but obviously when you play with friends the game can get a little bit better uh really it's just a nice little racing game for you to play You know, at least, you know, to hold you over for the summer. But again, I just want to emphasize it's not a bad game. It's just, there's not really a lot about it that I find interesting. And then the other aspect is when they introduced this game last year, it felt like as though there was a story mode based on the trailer that they had. I haven't come close to any of that. It's just been me having to choose a driver and then just do these different races across, and you're constantly building up your fame, your status, so on and so forth. So it's an okay game in those regards, but. I still need to spend more time with it. But what I can say right now is it's a good game, but it is definitely not at the same level of a Forza Horizon. And that's no offense to Ubisoft. They make a lot of great games, a lot of games across the board. This game, it's okay, but it's not something where I'm going to say, oh yeah, I will highly, highly recommend you play it immediately. No, I would say maybe wait for this game to drop a little bit in price. Then you can pick it up. But uh, I'll have more to say on this game this week. I'll have a detailed review as I will be able to spend more time with it, but, uh, look for that on the site website soon. But, um, that pretty much concludes what we have been playing for this week. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of stuff that went down this week. Uh, some stuff is uh, a couple of updates on some other stories. And that's actually how I'm going to start off, uh, with the first news topic. Uh, so we spoke about last week about the whole situation with uh, regarding Fortnite and Sony basically saying that they was not and if they were not going to allow cross play. Well, there have been a couple of updates since that has happened with the other two more developing news stories. Now, the first story came from a website called GameStar.de. They conducted an interview with uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda, you know, And he mentioned that Fallout 76 is a game that they would love to do cross play, cross platform play for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. But he once again emphasized Sony, they're not allowing them to do that now. Uh, And obviously, people heard that interview. They saw the feedback. They are not happy about that. You know, I know we spoke last week about Fortnite, and I believe we've also mentioned that Fortnite. You know. The game is for a particular audience, and then some would would argue it's not that big deal of a game. But with Fallout 76, this is one game that I know a lot of people are anticipating because it, it was just such a surprise when it was actually revealed. So that is a bit concerning. But then on top of that news story, we also got the information that now Sean Layden has come out publicly and said that they are currently trying to figure out ways to actually make this this thing work as, in regarding to cross-play options on PlayStation 4. So I just wanted to get uh, you guys' opinions on this particular topic because uh, I believe now that uh, you're talking about more and more games that may not have this feature, maybe a lot of people will start to get a little bit more angry, but I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on what do you think about this situation do you think sony is in the wrong for not allowing this and do you think that now they are definitely going to have to do something or you think that sony shouldn't even worry about this altogether? so i'm gonna get your opinion first gary uh what do you think
1: yeah um i think as you know online gaming gets more popular and everything and people start to see games like fortnite and you know that it's a game that's heavily streamed Um, and everybody's talking about it right now and everything like that it's a it's a really big mainstream online game Um, so you know when games like that are just hugely popular um, I think it gets to a point in gaming where it's like people want to be able to play these games with their friends regardless of what platform they're on you know like because you don't want to have to buy like a, a hundred dollar system or something like that to play with a particular friend you know like you just want to be able to play it on what you're playing on and connect with all of your friends so um this you know it, as this becomes the what's familiar to everyone and and you know you, you already had microsoft nintendo uh pc of course is an open platform so like all these other companies are unifying and allowing cross-play to work and everything and sony is the only one that's not so automatically just it just makes them look like a bad guy and we know fallout 76 is is billed as a huge online experience and um i could see the benefit of you know having something like that be cross-platform so yeah i mean if if they're able to to make that cross-platform and have playstation people play with Xbox. I think that's awesome, to be honest with you, because I want to be able to play, you know, with my Xbox friends and stuff like that, you know, even though I don't have one. So, yeah, I mean, I I think Sony should just do it, because if they, the more they uh, come up with excuses or reasons not to do it, it's just going to make them look bad. And they're in a good position right now, you know, in terms of uh, being the top selling console and everything. So, they might as well just, you know, fall in line and change their rules and regulations and allow cross-play to work. Otherwise, it, it might end up costing them a lot of, you know, support in the industry in the long run.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. You made a lot of great points. And, and once again, I'm not trying to uh say that Fortnite isn't a big game. Obviously, it's popular at the moment. But Fallout 76... This is going to be a major AAA game coming out later this year. So now that you have Todd Howard talking about this stuff, I think that really uh, makes this a bigger, bigger issue that definitely needs to be addressed at some point in the future. So hopefully Sony is going to do that. Uh, Otherwise, they got to be prepared for whatever backlash they get as a result. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Dana, do you have uh, any thoughts on this particular situation, and do you want this game to be cross-platform play with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One?
2: Well, back in my day in the 1800s, when we had games, we either had them on PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo Game Boy. There was no such thing as a crossplay. If you want a crossplay, you buy it on that system. Um no, um I'm so old. No, here's the thing Game
1: Boy in the eighteen hundreds.
2: In the eighteen hundreds it was the Game Boy, and then the nineteen hundreds was Game Boy Color. It was originally called colored, but we couldn't call it colored, so we had to call it just color. But um (laughs) no. Um here's the thing. Right now people are very angry. I wanna see how angry they get and if it translates to dollars. And I don't know if they're trying to make sure that it doesn't affect the Fallout 76 um, with the purchasing and the sales with that. And so right now they're doing like a preemptive thing where they realize they did mess up, even though technically they didn't. It's their choice of whether or not they want to have cross-play or not. If you don't like it, then just don't support it and go and, you know, have just Xbox or play on just a uh, Nintendo Switch, you know, but, unless they really do see that they're going to lose money behind this, which is why we're getting the weird flippy floppy answers now, then just do it and don't do it for just this game. Make it cross play for, you know, Fallout 76 is coming out or any other big game that's going to come out. Um, hopefully then people will be happy, but here's the thing. People are always going to find something to be upset about no matter what. So if it's not this, Remember last time it was the microtransactions? Remember now we're still getting microtransactions in games now, and that kind of seemed to die down with the anger. But if they just if they give in, do realize that they may have to give in to other more things. I personally, as a gamer, would like there to be the, the cross-play option. So that, to me, as a gamer, is fine. I don't know how that works from a studio. I don't know if they're trying to stay ahead of the curve in the sense of they don't want other people they don't want other, other people purchasing different consoles, and they want them just to, you know, play for the PlayStation or whatever. So I don't know how it affects them monetarily. But if you're going to keep giving flip-floppy answers, just give in, because right now you just seem like you just don't know what to do. You sound like someone who, who doesn't know how to stand their ground, and, and you're easy to be manipulated against. So... If they're going to change, then change That's good, but also realize There's going to be something else that people are going to complain about
0: Yes, very good points so I agree with everything you said Especially with the fact that people always complain About everything uh, Go ahead Gary, you're going to say something
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that and Because I, I, I can see it from Sony's side as well Because if I was Sony, I would only Want people to play within the, the PSN network and everything Because you want as many people to buy the platform itself to play with each other. Like, that's what you want as a business owner, you know? So I can see it from their side and why they wouldn't want cross-play. But I think this is a case where a game like Fortnite, you know, it's one of those things that kind of just transcends the business of gaming. Like, it's so popular that the people who are playing it don't care about consoles and You know networks and all this stuff. Like they just want to be able to play the game together. And if people are, you know, have played it on their PlayStation and now they want to play it on their Switch, they don't want to run into these issues where they can't transfer their account and all this stuff. Like, so it's an issue that kind of transcends the business at that point because you have all these casuals wanting to do things and they're not finding it easy. And that's the audience you really want to satisfy—the casuals. So it's it's a case where. Sony is at a lose-lose And they kind of just have to go with the flow Because Fortnite is popular right now And, and Fallout um, 76 is going to be popular too So, yeah, they're in a, a bad position And I think they should just, you know, allow it Because we, we've seen it happen Like, there, there was that case where um I think it was the original Fortnite the, Before the Battle Royale I think uh, they accidentally activated cross-play so um, we've seen that it's possible. So, you know, it's literally just Sony not allowing it. It's like a rule they have in, pl- in place or something that stops it. So if it's possible, then just allow it, you know, because if you're going to uh, get bad publicity from it in the long run, then you don't want anything hurting the brand. So might as well just, you know, allow it.
0: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see whatever Sony, you know, like I said, Sean Layton, the fact that he made the comment that they are going to be looking into resolving this issue, makes me very curious as to what exactly they're going to try and do, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what, what what this whole situation is going to be like. Um, but I think Fallout 77, you know, the, the game is, a lot of people are huge Fallout fans, that the game is still going to be bought regardless of whether or not this particular issue gets resolved, because there are a lot of people that like fallout but uh definitely need to think about this and moving forward because again this is the only this is well i think this is the first time we've heard about a major game again i'm not saying Fortnite isn't a major game but because now it's being talked about in the same sentence of fallout 76 uh i think it's uh, a matter of time where you might hear other people ask this question and then they may also give the same answer well sony won't allow it so we'll see what they do but uh yeah, they definitely need to think that over But um, Any other thoughts on This particular topic before we move on To the next Alright, so Let's uh, Now jump ship and let's talk about uh, Google because this was another story That was It picked up a lot of steam this week When it was initially reported by Kutaku in which they announced that uh, there's rumor going around that Google is currently working on its own game streaming platform. Uh, according to the report, it says that Google was at GDC and E3 uh, meeting with different developers as well as uh, different gaming companies trying to talk about their plans for a gaming platform. Uh, this uh, rumored platform is codenamed Yeti, and it's going to allow people to play games requiring high pc specs on lower end hardware uh that's the only information we know about it so far and again this is a rumor but i wanted to get uh both of you guys thoughts on you know what if google was to enter the gaming market do you think uh they can make a difference or you think that this is something that if they do enter this market this may be like a little short-lived venture because there will be among others who are fully in this field like uh sony and microsoft so um gary how about you go first and let me know your thoughts on this particular news
1: yeah um so the technology that's being talked about here is like um it's not exactly new there's been a few companies that have kind of done it um uh nvidia actually does it they have this uh they have their own service that allows you to stream games high-end games um on you know through the internet basically on any spec you know uh laptop or pc that you have i I think they even have their own handheld device as well that lets you play on uh their service and everything so like you can stream the witcher and all these big games and um it doesn't matter what your hardware is you know uh it, it as long as you have a good connection to stream the game you can get it in Full spec settings you know where You can see it in it's best graphical state And everything so um, Yeah um, I think This is what Google is trying to do um, And apparently there's going to be Some sort of hardware attached to it as well um, So they, they are going to be Making their own hardware um, And whether it's gonna, I, I think if they're doing this It should be a handheld device Similar to the Switch because I think that's If there's anything Google can do, it's selling another, uh, you know, an alternate to the Switch, basically, where you can play all these high-end, high-spec, you know, highly visual video games on a handheld and carry it with you anywhere and stuff like that. The only problem is connections and how it deals with, you know, internet connection and stuff like that. Because um, if if it's all streaming and you're going to be, Ha- you're gonna have to be connected at all times to you know continue your experience then um, that, that there's a lot of issues you can run into if you're going to places that have um, you know questionable internet connections and stuff like that but but yeah um, my only thing is Google aren't the best at supporting their services that they bring out like they're they're known for bringing out different apps and services and then they don't particularly like, Follow through with it. Like, they don't pay attention to it. They don't nurture it. You know, they, they and after a few years, they just completely kill it off. Because look at Google Plus. Google Plus was supposed to, like, be the new Facebook. Uh, it was supposed to be, like, their social network. It was supposed to rival Facebook and everything. But it was, it, well, I can't even say it was hot for a while because it really wasn't like nobody used Google Plus. Like and you, you had a, an account on Google Plus by default, essentially, and people still didn't use it. So like that's the thing with Google. They, they launch all these different cool apps and things in the background, but everybody just uses the search engine. You know, that's all we want from Google. Like we just want the search engine and the email. email. That's literally all we want from Google. And I think that's the problem with them. Like people don't want all this other stuff. Um, I I guess the phones are doing well. So that's something. Um, But yeah, people don't tend to want all this other stuff from Google. They're just the best search engine in the world, basically. You know, that's pretty much how people see them. So um, if they do enter the gaming market and, you know, uh, the the hardware is cool and everything, I really want to see them. Get behind it and put everything they Have into it to You know make it something that Somebody should people should own You know every gamer should own um, So I, I don't want them to just Enter the game market and You know kind of test the waters and then Leave a few years later you know I want it to be Something solid you know uh, That's going to stick around so uh, I wish them well with that And I guess we'll we'll wait and see what, When the official announcement About it is made
0: sounds good some very good thoughts so i have a few things to say but i'm going to go to dana first uh what are your thoughts on if google was to make a gaming platform slash streaming service
1: oh technical difficulties i guess google didn't like my comments or something
0: (laughs) all right well let me go next before she uh while she works that out um i agree with everything you said gary uh and i I also believe that uh the whole issue with you know google always releasing stuff and then never supporting it that is why i don't think that this would be a good idea for them to even try and do this stuff if i can give an example of another company that tried to do this whole console thing let's let's go ahead and let's talk about valve with the steam machines i don't see those machines anywhere else no no more so to me it feels like those they have stopped supporting or even having that stuff out there in the open um and they i mean it's just fully understood they 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 have steam so they should just focus primarily on that and make that all that they're focused on now obviously they want to do the games now so they're entering the game market again which is great but um i'm not i'm not particularly um I don't really have any faith that Google would do a good job with this particular thing. They would have to, I, I i would think that they should do something first to provide a goodwill to others, to really convince them that they can actually enter this market. Uh I mean, they have certain things that they've done a great job with, but gaming, this is a totally different situation entirely. So that's just my personal opinion on, on, on the matter. But yeah, any, any, any additional thoughts?
1: Is Dana back?
0: she she have to chime in later. Oh, no, go ahead, Dana. I'm
2: I'm here. I completely missed the question. Everything has gone to poop.
0: We're we're talking about the Google platform. I was asking uh, if you think that this is a good venture for Google to try and make a gaming streaming platform, or are you against it?
2: I'm for it. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to make sure that when you're coming, you're going to have something that people care about. And unfortunately, nothing about mobile. And it has to be with games and partnerships that people really care about. So don't just say, I'm entering into the video game um, arena and don't have anything. So if you really want to compete and you want people to take you seriously, then that's what you're going to have to have right away. So it's nice that they're, they're announcing this, but, you know, don't keep saying we're going to be a part of it and don't announce anything else. Aside from what you have. What's your platform going to look like? What is your console going to look like? You know, what games are you looking forward to? What partnerships do you have? There's more questions than there are answers right now. So overall, I can just say good for you. I, I, I don't I don't know what else to say aside from that Because there been any information And everyone wants to get in on this gaming thing Remember how we were watching E3 Remember how we had all these different Hollywood stars Who now, I'm a gamer And they're coming out with their own video games That's nice But again, are you any good? What do you have that can offer the, the public That's worthy for us to care about So, good for them Thumbs up A halfway thumbs up
0: <laughs> well, well well for now it's this this is all this is all uh a a rumor until it's actually confirmed so we'll have to see what happens with any of this stuff like gary i think you was about to say something
1: yeah i was just gonna say like because the nintendo switch is doing really well right now and it's mainly because they're you know they don't have any competition really when you think about it um because they're in a lane of their own because like people love the switch because you can carry it with you and play on the go and it's it's good quality gaming and everything so if if google makes this service thing a a handheld thing that you can bring with you they can seriously you know become a competitor to nintendo you know um so i mean this, this is just all hypothetical um and like you guys said until we see it we don't know but i'm just thinking of things they could do here and uh, to solve the problem of internet, they could even sell you like a three G service because Google was actually doing um, internet service as well in America. I think they were doing like fiber optic internet or something like that. So there's a lot of things they can do with it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely,
2: and also I don't like the name. I can't um when so, do I understand
1: You're kind and of breaking removes,
2: up so Heavy Like these like um, These really big games Without it taking so much You know Much of stuff So if, if that is And
0: You're breaking but up
2: But right now it just, I need to
0: see something other than this is what we hope to do. Absolutely. Uh, also, you may need to reboot because you kept breaking up. So we hardly heard anything that you said. Uh, so probably should do that before. Uh, jump back in for the next topic. Um, all right. Any additional thoughts from you, Gary on uh, Google or are you all set?
1: Uh, no, no additional thoughts for me.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Uh, and I want to give a shout out because uh, you and I know Gary. We have a couple of people on staff, hardcore Xbox fans, that I didn't see them mention this not one time in any discussion. And this just happened a couple days ago, so uh, perhaps they need to do their research uh, when they're talking about Xbox. But uh, Showtime has greenlit a Halo TV series. Uh, You know, this is a series that has been in development for the last five years regarding Steven Spielberg. Um, So what we know about it so far is that, that, hold on one second. All right. So what we know about it so far is that Rupert Wyatt is the executive producer and director of this particular series uh, this is a guy that's also worked on Rise of Planet of the Apes. Um, and we also have Kyle Kellen, who's worked on Awake. He is also going to be working on this show as well. So um, the show is currently slated to come to, to arrive on Showtime sometime in early 2019. and uh, It is a part of Steven Spielberg's uh, Amlin Entertainment and also a deal with Microsoft and 343 Industries. So uh, with that said... I wanted to get you guys' initial thoughts on this particular show and whether or not um, this is actually something that you're looking forward to. Uh, So, Gary, how about you go first?
1: Uh, I mean, I have no actual interest in this, uh, to be honest Oh,
0: whoa! Um, Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I hope it's good, though. I mean, for the people who love, you know, Halo, um, I I hope that, you know, it will turn out to be good and everything, but... I have no actual interest in it myself, um, but Showtime is a reputable network, right?
0: Yeah, I mean they've they had a lot of great shows on Showtime. I mean, I, well, I know I'm a fan of uh, Ray Donovan. I may be the only one in here that is a fan of that show. Um, of course, Shameless, another show which is also great. So Showtime normally has some pretty good shows on there, uh, but you know it may not be for everybody. It depends on what people's tastes are for television shows. But um, we'll see. I,
1: I think if it's going to be on a, a a network like Showtime, then I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, to be honest, but I mean, I, I don't know anything about Halo lore and everything. I, I just play the games sometimes. Um, I think I've beat like two of them, two or three of them. I don't. I really don't know the lore that well to really say what they could do and what the possibilities are. Um, I, I just don't think it should be a Master Chief show, though. I don't think like they should have. Uh, Master Chief is the main character He should probably just be like a background Character who's in the show From time to time I think
0: Well I mean a lot of that is going to be left up I mean mean, there haven't really been Any details in regards to what they're Going to be talking about on the show I would assume At some point in time Master Chief will be in the show I don't know if he's The focal point of the show because they haven't Released any information yet Um I will say this Though um I personally am very much looking forward to the show uh only because steven spielberg is behind the show Uh, i know that microsoft is involved they have been trying to get this show off the ground for the last five years so i have some positive thoughts that it it definitely can be a great game and, and you know a great show and i think that uh should the next halo game come out next year uh this is a perfect way to lead into that also because you know this is a we know this will be out in early 2019. At least that's what they said so far. There's no confirmed release date as to when this show is going to actually air. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's great. And as I said before, Showtime does have some good shows on there. I mean, they, they do have, they do a good job with what they actually do put out there. So I have faith in this at the very least. Um, so we'll have to see how it turns out. Now, uh, Dana, are you back now? Uh, well, you you let us know when 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 you are able to jump back in, but uh yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to the show. I have I have some faith in it at the very least because I know this has been a long project and I think the long wait will definitely pay off. But Gary, uh, Gary or Dana, any additional thoughts?
2: Um, good luck to them. You can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we hear so you. Can hear
2: me now? I'm sorry. It's just, I don't, it's really hot and everything just imploded. Um, good luck to them. As you were saying previously, this has been in the making for like five years. It felt like 10 years. Um, so my thing is, I hope that they do it, but do it right. I don't give a how long it takes if you're able to do it right and i know that they kept saying that this is the most ambitious ever and we're going to be so excited and i know it goes into production in 2019 i don't know whether or not you said it cuz i couldn't hear anything cuz everything froze um and that there's going to be 10 episodes okay that's great and i know that they also said that did you did you hear about the premise i'm not sure if you read about that if you if you stated it
0: oh no go ahead oh, no. cuz i yeah go so go ahead and let us know that show,
2: the premise of the show is an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and the alien threat known as the con- the convent and while weaving in personal stories, action, and adventure. Okay. That sounds... That really right there doesn't really compel me that much. But um, I, I'm going to hope that it doesn't suck. And I know that the creator of Awake is overseeing, as, as is overseeing the series and he's writing it as well. And I know that they're trying their best, but this has been a failed project on and off for, as you were saying, five years with multiple different people. We had Ridley Scott that was doing it. We had Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings, who was doing it. We had um, uh, Steven Spielberg was doing it. That doesn't really look too promising because for me that they had a lot of budgetary issues and there was just a lot of technical issues with it. So, hopefully, maybe with technology, and I don't know, they can raise up more money that they need. I don't know how expensive this show is going to be. That's another thing. I don't know how expensive, I don't know where how it's going to stream. I know. I don't think that it's going to be for TV, as in, like, you know, basic TV or even cable. Maybe, at most, it'll be on, like, Showtime. I don't know. I don't know if for- it's it's going to a streaming service instead. I don't know if yeah. they're going to make, try to make, like a stream, you're right. So like a streaming service, that would be the best bet. Maybe Netflix, because I know that they do have the most money. They're spending ridiculous amounts of money. And this is not going to be a show that, you know, you're going to spend like an average of 3 million a year. This is requires a lot of things. So hopefully, fingers crossed, if it works out, if it doesn't, then you just, I see it probably not working out, not because I'm being negative, but because there's a lot of factors that goes into making this show. And then on top of that, you have to make sure that you have it right, that you're pleasing the fans in the sense of, yes, you can do your own thing, but you have the basic groundwork. Don't do was for example, remember M. Night Shyamalan when he did The Last Airbender or Avatar? Remember Last Airbender? And remember they started making those unnecessarily ridiculous changes where they even changed the guy's name from Ong to Aang? and it was just ridiculous and stupid, just, if you're going to adapt this and make this into a TV series and you got your 10 episodes, just be, uh, um, honor what the source material is. Don't go too ridiculous with it. Don't be, and they're saying they're overambitious. I don't like that quote. You're saying this is the most ambitious TV series that you're ever that you're ever trying to do that does not make me really happy because that means there's a lot of things that can come to fault. But if this works out, then a round of applause. I will watch this show. I will support this show. Gary and Richard and I will beg for the uh, pilot episode so that we can screen them in advance and write our reviews for it. So I hope it works out, but if it doesn't, I'm not exactly going to be surprised. I'm just happy that they announced something. But again, we've been five years of them announcing something. So uh, it makes me just feel dead. Well, we'll see. When I actually see the show, and I see an episode, and I know that it's there, and it's the end credits, then I will believe this show is is an, is existing.
0: Well hey. well, hey, fully understand what you're saying. Uh, we'll definitely see what happens. Uh, I will. I will say though once again, uh, I have I have faith in, in Showtime. And I have faith in the people involved in the project, so we will see what the end result is. I know Gary said he well, he ain't really uh, thinking too much of it. I think you both may be surprised, but we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. You know, I'll, like when the pilot comes out, I'll watch it and see see how it is. You know, may, maybe this will be something that makes me get into the Halo lore even more. Than I mean, I,
0: really I, am, I, so. I I mean the the thing what Dana mentioned about the premise. Uh, the story is weaving in and out of the stuff going on. I, I think that sounds like an a interesting concept. Uh, I mean, Master Chief at some point will be in that, and I don't really know if he'll be the focal point of it because again, they didn't reveal all of that information. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you know if you see Spartan Locke in there, hopefully that that is the one character that I definitely want them to do more with because I wasn't a fan of him in Halo Five, so I don't have a problem with that. But uh, I am at the very at the very most optimistic. Uh, To see what they actually put out there. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, But yes, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? All right. So actually, uh, Dana, now the floor is yours for the uh, entertainment uh, portion of today's show. Well, what was that? <laughs> Dana's still having some issues Well, uh, until she makes a return uh, We're just going to move on to uh, the next topic Because I don't really know what she was going to mention In regards to uh, What was going to be discussed regarding entertainment
1: Technical difficulties
0: Yeah, that, that, that's going to be the, the title of today's show Technical difficulties <laughs> Um. Gary, uh, why don't you address what you wanted to talk about with BioWare in regards to uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, your favorite game from last year, and the comments that were made recently in regards to this game not doing as well as as they wanted it to do.
1: Oh, hell no. That wasn't my favorite game. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, BioWare is now coming out with you know a new excuse about what happened with uh, the bad reception to do with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, which came out, uh, I believe it was March 2017, um, and basically, you know, their their excuse is that Zelda Breath of the Wilds came out the same month, and it, it was followed by other JRPG, well, um, other RPGs as well, like Persona Five, and you know, a lot of other RPGs, Horizon and uh, Nier Automata was out as well. So they're blaming other games for the failure of Mass Effect Andromeda. And I really don't understand when uh, game companies or, you know, uh, game execs or directors do this because it makes no sense. Like, there is never a period of the year where no games are coming out and you just have a clear field where nobody's playing anything else. Like, gamers are coming out left and right every single month in the year, like... Granted, during the summer it's a bit slower, and maybe if this is an issue for people, they should release some of their games in the summer if that, if that's such a big deal, if they if they feel this way, but they don't. So how can you complain about other games being out? And also, one like the point I wanted to make is Mass Effect is a huge game. Like people love Mass Effect, like especially the original trilogy. People love that game so much that they would set aside any other game just to play a new Mass Effect of the same caliber as the old ones. So I remember specifically around that time, I didn't even play Nerotomata because I, I knew Mass Effect was coming out. So I I, uh, I waited a few months to play these other games. I put those other games aside specifically for Mass Effect because I knew that I loved Mass Effect. I knew I, I loved that universe, you know, that that series. So a lot of people who were already invested in Mass Effect put probably put all those other games to the side until they played Andromeda. So that logic doesn't make sense anyway, because the true hardcore fans of Mass Effect, they was going to play that game regardless. So the fact of the matter is that the game was just trash. You know, that that's that's basically what it is. That's where it comes down to. The game it wasn't good. Um and that's their fault. So Putting the blame on other stuff Is is really um, It's really not respectable To be honest with you um, So I, I've lost even more respect for the people At Bioware and the people who run Bioware and the people who have Ruined Bioware So That's my thoughts on it
0: Yeah So I, I think those are good thoughts across the board I, I will make a quick comment on this And then I'll move over to Dana uh, I, I um when I, I heard about this story, I couldn't help but laugh that they would even mention Zelda in all these other games. I mean, now, first and foremost, a lot of these games came out before Mass Effect Andromeda came out. So Mass Effect Andromeda, they already knew ahead of time when they looked at the release calendar, we're releasing this game at the exact same time or in the same time frame as all these other games. They knew this. They knew this already. And quite honestly, if you are Mass Effect fans such as I am, you still would pick up Mass Effect. You know, the people who were diehard Mass Effect fans, they would have picked this game up regardless, no matter what, because they were fans of the original trilogy. But when we saw the initial video footage that came out of the gameplay, the janky animations and all that other stuff, that right there was an indication right there, okay, this game might have some issues. I remember I seeing previews for the game come out and a lot of them complaining about certain stuff like this and how... It started off great. You know, in the beginning, the game was great. But as you get into a certain couple of hours, then the game starts to fall apart. So I think that a lot of that stuff also didn't help them. But initially, when we saw those animations, that was when we knew, okay, this game, it might not be at the same quality as the other trilogy. But I think they definitely should be, you know, held accountable for the fact that they did a bad job with the game. And as I have said in the past, EA... Also, needs to shoulder some of the blame of this because they're the ones that decided, as the publisher, when do we want to release this game? So, for them to say we're going to release it in a time like it, you know, this month, even after you saw the fact that it had all these issues, and then you still say to release it anyway, I think they definitely should be blamed for this just as much as BioWare is. But then again, The team that was working on this Mass Effect game, and we definitely have to state this, this is not the original Bioware team. That team is working on Anthem. So already to have a new Bioware team come into this, they're huge fans of this other trilogy, but they're coming into this experience creating their own version of a Mass Effect game. You already know it's it's not going to be quite as great as the other trilogy, because that's too much to live up to. But yeah, it's ridiculous that he would even talk about the other companies and say, "Oh, yeah, well, they are to, they they are to blame for our success, for for us not being successful. No, they need to admit it and say, as they have said before, this game we've had a lot of issues with it. It wasn't our best work. Yeah, admit that, but don't in any way start to talk about these other companies, these other games impacting sales or anything else. They have to acknowledge that this is all on them. So I agree with everything you had to say, Gary. Um, so Dana." Uh, do you have anything to add to this particular topic?
2: Yeah, it's just really corny and really cheap when you're blaming other other, ga- other games for your downfall. Uh, you just didn't create a great game. That's all. Just do better next time. But to sit around and blame other people's games and blame other people's successes on your failures, it's really corny and immature. So it's not a really good look for this company at all and I don't even understand why they would even release that kind of a statement like it's just silly but yeah other than that just do better next time and also work on a better PR manager because that is a really stupid statement to put out there
0: I agree 100% uh, well, well, Gary, I, 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 Gary, I do know that you are a, a huge uh, Mass Effect fan, so maybe you will at least forgive them for their stupidity.
1: Nah, like, uh, I, I'm kind of done with Bioware. Uh, until, like, I, until I hear good reviews about a game they have... Well, there's an echo. Um, but, yeah, until I hear a good review about one of their games, you know, whether it be Anthem or the new Dragon Age or a new Mass Effect, like, I'm I'm done. I'm not... I'm not rushing out to buy the game day one or pre-ordering or doing any of that stuff. Um, you know, cause they, they, they've burned us way too many times now, I think. So, yeah. And, you know, EA is in charge of them. So there you go. That says a lot right there.
0: Well, at, at, you know, one thing I will say to close off this topic, uh, as I have said in the past, uh, I really, really hope that Anthem is, is, is successful, is, is massive, is huge. Because if it is not, then you may be witnessing the end of Bioware next year. Because if that game is not a success, I definitely see EA shutting them down shortly thereafter. So we'll see what happens.
2: Wait, And I know recently they they, they said that, oh yeah, it was also reviewers' fault. That the game had poor reviews, so no one wanted to buy it. Like, uh, you're just blaming everything at this point. Um, you first, you say, "Oh, we don't need reviewers because it's the true fans who appreciate the game and love it." And then you blame reviewers for putting out a bad review by saying that those same people who you said can think for their own self and get the game didn't get the game because they based their thoughts on reviewers. So that makes no sense. I'm I'm confused by that whole logic.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> just looking out, you know, and saying, Hey, we made a crappy game, we're gonna do better. Uh, we are for our game being substandard, and we want to impress you, and we want to gain you guys' trust. So, we're gonna put out an even better game, or just a better game in general.
0: I agree. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. and of, uh, people are mentioning Anthem in the in the chat and everything. And like my thing with Anthem is, it looks great visually, but all we've seen is the visuals and you know some of the gameplay. What I fell in love with BioWare for was their storytelling and how they make characters matter and the world matter. And you know that they had expert storytelling last generation and even before that. So until I see that, I'm not even sold on Anthem yet like I, cuz I, I don't think it's really going to be that deep in terms of storytelling cuz it's an online game but i think there is a way where you can um you can have great storytelling and online gaming um i've seen it work in a lot of mmos uh, why, like that's why people played wow for so many years and you know games like guild wars 2 and stuff like there is a way to have great storytelling in an online world and if they can tackle that then that could potentially be a great game, but it doesn't seem like they are going going to give us that. So um, you I, know, until until I see more of what the actual story is, I'm not sold.
0: I, I just I just want to add a quick comment because just like you said, I, I also am not sold on Anthem either. I know we saw it at EA Play, and like like you know, EA has been very forthcoming in saying they want to have a game similar to a Destiny game, and when you put The original makers of the Mass Effect franchise in charge of this game, knowing that they like to tell stories, you definitely have to be somewhat concerned about how the story is going to be in this particular game. Because if it's focused on just the surface-based stuff and there's not really any story in there, then you are completely stripping them of what they do best. So I definitely am concerned about that. Hopefully, we will get more information on Anthem regarding, you know, like another gameplay reveal, a trailer, some type of information because the game is out in February. So I would assume maybe by the Game Awards uh, or even before then, we'll get some more information on this game uh, as it leads into the actual launch. But um, yeah, I'm definitely concerned about that as well. So we'll have to see what happens because it's a big game for Bioware, a big game for EA, and it's coming out. Uh, you know, early next year with a lot of other titles, so um, hopefully it does well, but we'll see what happens. Tell
2: me if you feel me. Feel me.
0: But yeah, um, any final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next?
1: Nah, just uh, EA sold it out. I blame EA, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay? Uh, so Dana, if uh, everything is clear on your end. Do you want to talk about the entertainment news you were going to mention before we move on to our final topic? Oh, 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 oh. I see. We got an answer right there. That was quick. <laughs> All right. We'll let let her get sorted out. Okay. Um I'm here. Okay, cool. So do you want to talk about the entertainment news that you were going to mention earlier?
2: Uh yes. Okay, go ahead. Deep prayer. Let's see this word. this work? All right, really quickly now because we have some other ones that's really big news but really quickly sony you guys don't know they're doing a spin-off of men in black they added four new actors to the cast which is kumal ninjani who is the actor from the big sick he won some oscars everyone loves him ralph spall
0: Think Men in Black said, hold
1: up. I think she got the Men in Black flash, you know, the one that makes you uh, <laughs> forget, forget everything.
0: Yeah, just those technical difficulties. As I said, this episode will be called Technical Difficulties, I believe. <laughs> Man. All right, well, while we wait for her to return, you know, we have to keep the show rolling, you know, no matter what. Uh, We still need to address... We should continue to talk about EA because that was going to be the main topic of today. Um, And I wanted to get your opinion on this, Gary, obviously. Well, Dana, you back? Yeah, let us know when you're back. Let's address this uh, Amy Henning story because um, this is obviously was going to be the main topic for today. Um, So... We heard, uh, you know, not too long ago, earlier this year, that EA had shut down Visceral. Um, And at that moment in time, they said that Amy Henning, that, you know, they were going to let her make a decision as to what she wanted to do next. But they never really specified what was going to happen with Amy Henning. So finally, this week, she released a statement. She confirmed that back in January, she actually left Visceral when they shut down the studio. She said that that Star Wars project is currently on hold, but it is still being reworked and it will be released at a later time, but she is in no way involved in any of that. She actually now is starting up an indie game studio focused primarily on VR games. So now that we know this information regarding what she's doing now and what's going on with EA, I want to start with you, Gary, and get your opinions on how EA handled this situation. Um, and whether or not you think Amy Henning is going to have some success with this new venture So the floor is yours
1: um, Yeah, I think so Because I, I don't know what it is with Amy Henning Now I don't think all this, it, it obviously is not her fault uh, But she it does seem like she's kind of cursed Or I don't know, like something is reoccurring Because first she had the issue at Naughty Dog, whatever happened there and now she's come to ea and you know now it's like all this controversy again and stuff so i don't know what's going on but i I think if she's in charge of her own studio i think that's really the way for her to really get her vision seen all the way through like she uh like she wants to so um yeah i i think this is a, probably a, the best move for Her considering what's happened in the past um, You know for her to move on And do her own thing and uh, VR is um, uh, It's like a, It's an industry in itself That still needs to be fully tackled And I think her visions Might go down well um, You know it, in that I think She could do a lot there there's a lot of room For growth for her and a lot Of room for success so That might be good for her So in terms of the Star Wars game um it I I d I don't trust EA with Star Wars properties anymore. Um it, it seems like there's just always something going on, like they messed up Battlefront 2. Uh people weren't even really happy with the first Battlefront that came out a few years ago. Um and uh I, I just don't know, like I don't trust them to to do anything good with what Amy Henning created and I think they're gonna completely change that vision. Uh, they, I think there was already a story about that. like uh, I think they wanted to go in a different direction to what Amy Henning was planning in the first place. Um, and also uh, illustrated Dio in the comments. He he actually asked if because uh, respawn are working on a Star Wars game and he's asking, is respawn taking over the Amy Henning game? Um, and as for that,'m I'm, I'm not so sure. I think it, it's possible it could be a different game. Because I remember hearing, I think it was last year, there was a news story that came out that they were working on a completely different Star Wars game. So essentially three different Star Wars properties, Battlefront, the Amy Amy Henning game, and the Respawn game. Um, So I'm not sure if that's actually the same one. Um, Maybe they'll merge them, I don't know. But uh, it seems like there's too much going on. I, I think EA has control of too much right now. I think what Disney should have done is split the properties. They should have um, allowed a different studio to do one thing. And, you know, EA can do Battlefront games or, you know, like they should have spread out a little bit or just given it to another company completely because it's just too much chaos going on at the moment. And I don't think we're going to see a good Star Wars game anytime soon, to be honest, the way things are looking. So that's my thoughts on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to respond really quick to what uh, Illustrated DEO said. Yeah, uh, this is a different, it definitely is a different Star Wars game. Um, I don't really know what is going to happen with this other game that was, that, that was shelved or put on hold. I don't know when it's going to be coming out, but I do know it Respawn when they made that announcement at the EA play event this year. They had said they have a new Star Wars game that's dropping next year. So it's a totally different game this is is not the same game but but yeah i do agree with what you said gary uh e a definitely i i i think that they now have set themselves up on a on a very bad track record with this relationship with start with uh you know with star wars because look at what happened with battlefront two that was a disaster and now you have this thing with the amy henning situation so it, we have to see what happened with this respawn game hopefully this game doesn't have any issues but uh this is not a, not a good look for EA. Well, go, go ahead, Dana.
2: No, um, I was going to just basically say the same thing as everybody else. This really isn't a very good look for it. And, you know, the, the what was originally planned is now going to just be ruined. And it's going to probably just be a shell of itself. I do hope that they eventually do use her original vision and and that they incorporate her. But right now, I just don't know. And it's not looking very trustworthy. It's not a very trustworthy franchise. Every game that they seem to put out seems to be not that great. It seems to be kind of subpar. And remember that they announced that it was a random weird with the new Star Wars game. So I just wait and see and just hope for the best. But right now it's just, uh, that's literally my answer is, uh. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. We'll, see we'll see what happens. Um, as for Amy Henning, I, 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 I do hope that she has success in this other venture. I, I, I do know that there are a lot of people... Well, there are some people out there that think that VR gaming is, is still a fad. It's not really... It's, it's dying to a certain extent. I, I disagree with that because we saw a lot of great VR games at PSX last year. And then this year at E3, there was also some great VR games. So I think there's still an audience for it. It may not be like a huge audience depending on, but I still feel like with Amy Henning, I still will be very curious to see what she can create because she did a great job with Uncharted. Um, but I mean, we have to wait and see. Uh, from all indication of what she said, this is, that that is, I mean, she just formed the studio. It's still working on it, so this is nothing that's going to be coming anytime soon. Um, definitely by next generation, I would assume, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes.
2: And can I just say something really quickly about VR, VR gaming? The thing is, is that with technology... New technology that is introduced, it it'll take a little while for people to jump on that bandwagon. You're not going to jump up and say, "Here we are!" And then the next day, you know, you have 20 million sales or whatever. Technology is one of those weird things that when we first introduce it, we're really precautious about it, and then slowly, you know, maybe even through years or so, everyone gets new to gets used to it, and then after a while, it's like, "Oh yeah, remember that." And that goes for anything. When they first introduced television, people was like, oh no, TV, this foreign thing, we don't want it. Now everyone has a television. Internet, when they first introduced internet, you can go and Google it. And when they they was doing the announcement for the internet service and people was like, what's an internet? I don't like this. This is weird technology. So yeah, that's what it is. It's just technology it takes a while for people to get used to it. And so I don't see the success of VR Right now, but I do see it in the future. I say give it a good 10 years and everyone's going to be like, hey, did you get that VR game? That VR game? You don't even have to say VR game anymore. You just say game and everybody just knows. Like it'll be that popular. So just give it time. And I do wish her success.
0: Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Okay. So any other thoughts on this particular topic? I
1: right, so I, I just uh, uh, I mean we probably had this conversation before but I I just want a different company to handle Star Wars completely um, <laughs> and you know I mean I think even Activision would do a be- much better job than EA to be honest like cuz Destiny wasn't you know is the first Destiny was good in my opinion it, it might have lacked some story but if if that was Battlefront if if Destiny 1 was Battlefront I think that would have been a great that would have been a great Star Wars game, to be honest. Um so I, I think Activision would do a, a lot more justice with Star Wars, even Ubisoft. Um and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think one of those two companies would do a better job in Star Wars. But what do you guys think?
0: Yeah, um Activision, Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, Destiny has gotten criticisms only because of the content, you know, because of the type of game that it is. And the fact that they all they want it to be something that you always come back to. Uh, I know a lot of people criticize, uh, you know, Bungie and Activision heavily for that. Yet those people are now very much looking forward to the expansion pack, the Forsaken, that's coming out in September. So I think all of that is, you know, because there's so many things that they're trying to change to make the game appealing. But yeah, I think Activision, if they got a hold to that license, they probably can do a, a much better job with whatever Star Wars game they release. Uh, Ubisoft, yeah, Ubisoft, it, it all depends on whatever Ubisoft is doing. We know Ubisoft has a renewed relationship with Nintendo now. So um, they, they, they are certainly proven to be a very good partner for Nintendo right now. So I think if you give them Star Wars, they definitely can work some wonders with that also. Um, But yeah, I I just feel like with EA, they have a lot of opportunities to make this thing work with Disney. uh, But we have to wait and see what they ultimately do. Uh, Like I said, I didn't really like the fact that at EA Play, these guys at Respawn basically just talked about a game. There was no footage, nothing telling you what the game is about. And literally, I was like, that's it. You could have just waited to show a trailer or something when there was more to talk about and when you actually have something to show. But they just talked about it. They didn't do anything else. So I have to take a wait and see approach on what Respawn does. Yes, they did an excellent job with Titanfall 1 and 2. Um, And Titanfall 2, I would still argue, I'm I'm disappointed that, that EA, when they decided to release that game, because a lot of people didn't play that game because there were so many other games that were out at that particular time but Titanfall 2 was fantastic so I have faith that they'll do a good job with Star Wars but until they actually show us something we have to at least be a little cautious to know exactly what they're going to do with that actual franchise but um, I'm all for any other company taking over that license and I think that they absolutely positively would do a better job than what EA has done with Battlefront and all the other Star Wars stuff because Battlefront the whole thing with that was the microtransactions that was what got people enraged um but we'll have to wait and see what happens with Respawn and their whole take on the Star Wars stuff cuz they can still do a good job but it depends on what they actually have to show us the next time they talk about this game
1: i just hope it's not like a Titanfall 2.0 with, with the Star Wars <laughs> with the Star Wars skin on it
0: oh yeah and listen a lot of people may may enjoy that you know some people may enjoy that especially your Titanfall fans you know i'm assuming <laughs> We'll see. But yeah, no, it it should be something original. I mean, they they did make mention of, you know, it's about Jedi, so on and so forth, when they spoke about it. But again, there was nothing to show. So I literally did not care whatsoever, because there wasn't anything to show. But they have to show this stuff in order to get me excited, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people feel the same way. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. Indeed. Yes. So, uh, any final thoughts? On this topic before we uh, Get ready to wrap up the show uh, Dana, is your uh, connection uh, okay now? We'll, 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 we'll take that as a no Technical difficulties <laughs> Alright um, I think we should Get ready to wrap up the show for today uh, Obviously A couple of things we didn't quite talk about, but we will definitely talk about that stuff in the future, so stay tuned for that. So uh, as for the final shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to everybody listening. uh, If you're listening to this show later, thank you for the continued support. We do apologize for the technical difficulties that we experienced during this episode, but um, we have a lot more to talk about. And as I had already mentioned at the beginning of today's show, I still have a lot to post on the website this week in regards to you know the crew two review as well as other stuff that I've been writing for other games that I've played at E three. It was just a ton of things that I played that I've only really begun to talk about some of that stuff. But stay tuned for that. Uh, it will definitely be up on the site this week as well as on YouTube. So look forward to all of that. Um, Dana, do you have any final shout outs that you want to give?
2: Um, shout outs to DC with your DC Universe streaming service.
0: <laughs> yes dc to be determined
2: well do you know they released a lot of information in regards to the dc uh streaming service so it does look very promising
0: okay you have to let us know about that more about that next week okay <laughs> yes all right and gary the floor is now yours for uh shout outs
1: Yep, so uh, big shouts to, you know, everyone who's in the chat and who joined us today and everyone who's listening after. Um, And of course, a a special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. That's M Collins, Sean Goretti, Stephen Firon, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel and Antonio Rogers. Uh, We appreciate all of you guys. Um, And also, the PowerCast is returning tonight as well, so... Uh, you know, by the time if you're listening to this after the show, should actually already be up. Um, so if you do watch Power, that's something extra to look out for. Um, so yeah, we, we're giving you a lot of content right now, man. There's the Wrestlecast, there's the Co op, there's the Powercast. So yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, definitely let us know your thoughts on everything that we're putting out, and uh, we appreciate you guys for, for listening to
0: us. Absolutely. Uh, I will give a teaser as well that there will be something else that's also going to be coming this week Uh, stay tuned for that on YouTube it's going to be a very interesting uh, little show being put together but um, that's it for this week thank you all for your continued support and we will talk to you all next week
2: peace